Tonight is just victory, victory, victory. I mean, this is just breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Faith, faith, joy, joy. I mean, tonight is victory night. I just feel it in my spirit. Resurrection life, resurrection power flowing for you, in you, through you, around you, to you. Praise the Lord. So we're going to have fun tonight. We're going to have a good time tonight. Stephanie sends her love. Braden sends his love. He doesn't know it, but I send it for him. He's going to be, next month, he'll be one year old. I can't believe it. Next month, May, May 3rd. So, you know, his due date was May the 4th, right? That was his due date. And every time someone would ask us, when's his due date? We would say May the 4th. And they'd be like, oh, he's a Star Wars baby. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, May the 4th be with you. And I didn't know that this is a thing. I didn't know this is a thing, okay? But apparently a lot of people know this is a thing. And Stephanie was like, no, I don't want a Star Wars baby. I, I don't want this for my baby. And, you know, May 5th was Cinco de Mayo. So we're like, ah, I don't know if I want a Cinco de Mayo baby. And so he came on May 3rd, which just happened to be the day of prayer. And I said, yes, we will take the day of prayer as his birthday. Yeah, so we, I just take that as prophetic, that he's going to be a prayer warrior. Praise the Lord. No. No Luke in his name. <laughs> no. His middle name is James, though, but that's my middle name. So, yeah, so Braden James. And so Stephanie sends her. She's praying for the meeting tonight. And uh, they're in Charlotte, North Carolina, holding down the fort while daddy's away. And uh, it was so great when I came back this week, and my wife and son picked me up at the airport. You know, he's in his little chair in the back seat, and I peek in through the van window, and when he sees me, his whole body jumps in the, in the chair. He goes, whoa, like his whole body just jumped. His arms went like that. His legs went like that. He had a big smile on his face. He was like, whoa, daddy. Because <laughs> he knows daddy. Da I'm a fun daddy. Daddy's a fun daddy. I put him on my shoulders. I run around the house with him on my shoulders. He just loves it. So we have so much fun together. But yes, and I believe tonight, tomorrow night, you know, as, even as the worship was going, the, the, they were singing my messages. I was like, Lord, this is amazing when the worship sings my messages for the whole weekend. I'm like, this is great, Jesus. It's such a prophetic confirmation. But um, so before we get into, let's see here, before we get into the message, let me just quickly say we do have a resource table outside in the foyer. I will be there after service just to quickly mention some. This one is a new one we've, we've preached. It's a four-part teaching series called Break the Power of Offense. How many know the enemy loves to offend people's hearts? He just loves to trap people in offense because he knows if he could offend your heart, he could try to short-circuit the blessing God has for you. So God wants us to have unoffended free hearts. So it's called Break the Power of Offense, Turn Your Pain into Power, and Experience God's Unstoppable Blessing. And I just want to tell you tonight, nothing can stop God's blessing. No person, no mistreatment, no, no situation out of your control, nothing can stop the blessing of God from your life. So all things work together for good. So this is a great teaching series on Break the Power of Offense. Then this one is called Prophetic Activation, but I'm naming it. I'm naming it Prophesy the Golden People. Prophesy the Golden People. And uh, prophetic, it's a four-part teaching on, we cover a lot of things in here. There's a whole teaching on prophesying the golden people, the gift of prophecy versus office of prophet, discerning God's voice and words of knowledge, and activating and practicing prophecy. Um, but one of the redemptive gifts of prophecy is 
God doesn't define people based on where they were or even where they are right now. He defines them based on the full potential he sees in them in their future. So when we prophetically see people, we don't see them for where they've come from or even for who they are in this moment. To have prophetic vision, you get to build someone's future by prophesying them into it. By prophet, by you actually get to build and frame someone's future through the prophetic word. I mean, it's very, very powerful. So that's a whole school about that. And then this one, shift your atmosphere, transform your life. It's a four-part teaching. How, how many want to be a glory magnet? Where you just, you just attract the glory to your life, the presence to your life. Like this meeting here tonight, we're just attracting the glory. So that's a four-part teaching on how to shift atmospheres. How to shift your atmosphere, but then how to be an atmosphere shifter. So that everywhere you go, you're changing atmospheres. And then this, these two, we've marked 50% off. Um, this one is your shadow dangerous. And then mentoring and healing and miracles and mentoring in the glory. These are USB sticks. Mentoring and healing is 10 videos. And mentoring the glory is 7 videos. This is teaching with question and answer time with prayer and impartation time. People have told me when they're watching the mentoring and the glory, the glory comes into their home and they can't move for an hour. I mean, it's just all about the glory. Every, every aspect you could think of about the glory and also healing. But the healing one is a little different. I know believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. But we go a lot more into atmospheric healing. Because I believe God is bringing the church to a place where, where the crowds are going to be too big for us to get our hands on every single person. It's going to be like Peter walking into the city and the whole city getting healed. Where he just walked down the street and his shadow cast out demons and healed the sick. It's, it's like the capacity for the harvest is, is going to be so strong that Christians need to know how to carry the glory of God to the point where, where they just walk into a place and God walks in with them. And his hand is bigger than your hand. And he just starts to lay hands on people and heal them all and set them all free. Come on out. So we're going back up to biblical standards. Biblical standards of what God says is possible and where we're going as, as the body of Christ. So those are uh, lots of resources back there. And uh, tonight, I'm going to get into the message in a few minutes. Uh, before I go there, you know, I've been in travel ministry now for 16 years. And I pastored for five years before that. So 21 years in full-time ministry. I know you're thinking you were born out of the womb into ministry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's so, so kind of you. So kind of you. <laughs> no, but uh, I do believe, I believe in supernatural age reversal in the glory. I do. I totally believe it. Because according to your faith, let it be done unto you. As a man believes in his heart, so is he. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body. He will renew your youth like the eagles. I stand on all those scriptures for supernatural strength. And life to flow into my physical body. So I believe in facelifts in the glory. Just stand in the glory and get a facelift. Praise God. So, but throughout these years of ministry, I love to teach. I love to see the Holy Spirit move and touch people. We love prophecy. We love miracles. We just love everything that God is doing. And we love missions. We love the nations. And 16 years ago was when we first launched into India with our India ministry. And from crusades and pastors' conferences, we transitioned into child rescue ministry in India. And as we stand here tonight, uh, after I got married with Steph to Stephanie, uh, we launched a ministry, an official ministry called Rescue One. Each one can rescue one. And now we've seen over 250 children rescued from trafficking. 
So, so anything I share about this tonight is from a place of victory because Jesus overcomes the greatest darkness. He overcomes the greatest sin, and he's able to heal and restore no matter how much the enemy is devastated. There is nothing beyond repair that Jesus cannot make brand new. And, and rescue and seek and save what is lost. So this is a message of redemption and a message of God's power and grace. Uh, when we first launched into, into this rescue ministry, we uh, launched in India because we had ministry base there for so long. Uh, then we transitioned and expanded into Philippines. And last year, to give you a quick update, this past year, uh, we expanded into rescue on Mexico where our ministry participated in building the very first boys' home that rescues boys out of trafficking. And it's been a phenomenal year of child rescue, all of our boys under the age of nine years old. And one little boy, Davey, he just is just like one boy in the home. He was sold by his own mother from the age of three. He's now nine years old. This year he was rescued. Well, last year he was rescued, a few months ago. Last year he was rescued and uh, sold into all sorts of things, into explicit movies, into um, sold out to men and women. I mean, just this was his childhood gone, just taken from him. But now Davey is in our home, and he's safe and sound. He's in school, and he's going forward with his life. He's going forward with his life. So it's been an amazing year last year, and, you know, God is so faithful. And when we came into this year, I had such a sense in my spirit, God, you are breathing on this. And I don't know if it was because I became a dad and, and I have this baby, if something changed on the inside of me. Uh, but I can't tell you, I'm not going to cry tonight, but I can't tell you over the last three months how many times I have cried over these children. And what God is doing in their lives. To the point where I lose my composure behind almost every pulpit I stand in. But I told God, I said, I'm not crying tonight. This is victory tonight. Praise God. I'm not crying tonight. It's joy. Joy, joy, joy. I'm not crying tonight, God. So anyway, um, God opened up an amazing door into northeast Thailand for us this year. And we have a, a school there. And now what our mission this year is for our fourth phase is... There's, you know, a lot of this trafficking is generational in families, moms and sisters. And, I mean, it's just whole families get trapped in this. Uh, but we are targeting young children that fam whose families are in trafficking. And we are, what we're doing is we're pulling them out of the trafficking environment and putting them into an amazing school where their direction of life can go in a completely different direction. Then they go to trade school and then they get a job. And their lives, that generational that generational curse or pattern over families is being broken from the children. So our goal this year is to see at least 50 children rescued in Thailand. And praise the Lord. We're going to see it happen. Before the end of this year, we will see 50 children, 50 more children rescued in Thailand. So this is our heart for this. And I do want to preach and go into the message uh, I think before we go into the message, I, I want to give us an opportunity to sow tonight, um, to share my heart with you. You know, you'd be shocked with this mission that we have in Thailand right now. We had a meeting with our team on Monday of this week, and they have told me that they have a list of 100 children right now that they can rescue. 
on their waiting list. And they've told me, Matt, we cannot go to these kids and say, we're going to help you if we can't really help them. And they really wanted to communicate to me, Matt, you cannot say, bring these kids in, and then we can't do it, because then that would be really bad for these children. So what we're doing right now as a ministry is we are raising, it only costs $600 to get one of these children and to shift the whole direction of their life. That's all it costs. Because once we get that 600, we know for this whole next year, this child is going to be covered. And then we trust God for every six, succeeding year that God will bring in sponsors and different things to help support the long term of these children. But it's $600 to kick off a rescue of a child. So I'll just share that. Whatever you feel like sowing in this offering tonight will help with our ministry, our outreach, this child rescue. If you want to sow into child rescue tonight, you can. We're going to give you an opportunity for that. So I don't know if we have a keyboardist or anyone that could just kind of hang with me as we do this part of the meeting. If not, you could just put worship music on. If not, I'm not going to sing for you. <laughs> Praise God. But so this is, what, this is how we're going to do this offering tonight. If you want to write a check out, you can make checks out to MSM. That's our ministry. Uh, if you want to get my credit card, I have credit card slips here. Now, this says... Um, monthly or one time. So if you want to do the one-time donation tonight, just click one time. Or if you don't check anything, it's just a one-time donation, okay? This is for credit cards. Uh, and then if you want to give by cash, reach into the chair in front of you and pull out an envelope, and you can use that for your cash. Amen? Is this good? Can we kick the devil in the butt tonight? Come on now. Can we kick the devil in the butt tonight? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, so maybe who, what, my lovely sister right here, can you help me? I don't know if we have ushers, but praise the Lord. If you, if you want credit card, just grab one of those slips, and then in a moment, we'll ask the ushers to come forward, and we'll pray over this. Bless it, bless it, bless it, and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for helping If you did want to sponsor a child at our table, we got sponsor forms. You could talk to me after service about it. Another minute? Okay. I 
give you another minute. I will say this, if God spoke to your heart to give into the rescue of a child, if you gave 600 in the offering, we're going to be sending you, because that money will get connected to a child, and we're going to send you their picture, their name, so you know what child you helped to rescue. Okay, ushers. Father, I just thank you for every seed sown tonight, and I just ask you, Father, to bless it. Bless every giver. Bless every seed. Bless each one in this room tonight. Father, let your presence come in a very special way tonight. I pray that heaven would kiss earth tonight. Holy Spirit, we invite you into our lives. in a new way. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this room tonight. And we just say, let your glory fill this place. And in your glory, Father, release healing, release breakthrough, release refreshing, release resurrection, release life. We pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Now, I just want you to lift your hands with me. Now, just say, God, I thank you that tonight is a night of breakthrough. Tonight is a night of victory. Tonight is a night of joy. In the name of Jesus. Where Jesus is glorified. In all ways. Whoa. And in all things. In my life. In my family in my ministry, in my job, in my home, in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give the Lord a praise offering tonight? Thank you. Oh, how many here want to carry heaven on your life? You know, I just...
I just feel like we are in a season right now where God is releasing heaven carriers. That everywhere you go, the kingdom of heaven is going to go with you. Praise the Lord. And wherever you go, you're going to shift the atmosphere to be the atmosphere of heaven. That when people encounter Jesus in you, they're going to be saved, healed, and set free. Because you know there's only two kinds of people out there. People that know Jesus and people that are about to know Jesus. And when they encounter you, they're going to meet Jesus. Praise the Lord. So now, I'm going to share some things tonight, tomorrow night, Sunday, all different messages. And I believe that Holy Spirit is going to tie it all together. Tie it all together. But we were designed. And Pastor, you said it earlier tonight about, I forget the exact words you used, but you mentioned it in your, in your opening prayer after worship about union or connection, oneness with God, our oneness with God, that the Lord was breathing on that tonight, and He is. He really is. I think God wants us to really understand our union with Him, and He wants us to understand that we are so one with Him, that everywhere He goes, we go, and everywhere we go, He goes, that there is such a oneness between us in heaven, and one oneness with us in the Holy Spirit, and us in Jesus and the Father, that that wherever we go, literally the tangible glory of God goes with you. Shocking people. Everywhere you go. Jehovah Shaka. I got a lot of names for God. One of my names for God is Jehovah Shaka. I am the Lord who shocketh thee. Another one is Jehovah Zappa. I'm the Lord who zappeth thee. Because sometimes people just need a good zap from God. They need to be zapped, you know. They're just stuck. They're stuck in stuff. And God's like, no, 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 I don't want you to get stuck there. Come on up. Come on out into freedom, out into joy, out into the fullness and the abundance of life in God. So, you know, God wants to shock you. He really does. Even if you think you know the Holy Spirit, He wants to shock you more. Even if you think you have the corner on revival, He wants to shock you more. Even if you've encountered every move of God there ever was in history. I don't know if there's anyone here like that. You're very old if you are. But (laughs) even if you have had so many encounters with God, He wants to shock you in a fresh way. And He wants to shock through you because everything He does in you, He then releases through you. And I believe God wants to have encounters with us in a fresh way now. And then release that through us. Even when you're just standing in your kitchen at home, out of nowhere, he'll show up. Oh, praise the Lord. This happened to me this week. It's too personal to share all of it. But I'm standing in my kitchen, minding my own business. And all of a sudden, God shows up in my kitchen. And an hour later, I'm peeling myself up off the floor. Praise God. But God wants to give us fresh encounters of his heart, of his ways, of his heart. Of his mind, he, he wants to connect with us on very deep levels. On very deep levels. And, and so fill us that everywhere we go, people are, are seeing him and being shocked by him. You know, I remember my life, a lot of my life is church meetings. If I'm not doing a missions outreach, it's church meetings and airports and hotels. This is just my life. But airports are great places. Either to get really stressed out. 
because everyone is really stressed out running. You know, you run to wait. I mean, it's just how it is. Like, you run, 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 run to your gate, and then you wait there for a half hour because the plane is whatever. So, you know, everything is in high gear. And, but, you know, it's a great place to show Jesus. It's a great place. And I remember I was in the New York airport, and I walked up to the ticket counter to get my ticket. And when I walked up to the ticket counter, the woman behind, I'll just tell you exactly how it happened. The woman behind the ticket counter goes, I just walk up to get my ticket. I'm thinking I got to get on a plane. And I stand up to the ticket counter and she goes, wow. <laughs> That's what she does. I mean, I'm thinking, what is going on? It's like, wow. And then she goes, oh. And she leans her body over the ticket counter. And she's looking at me and she says, oh, you're so nice. You're so kind. You're so loving. I love you. And I'm standing at first. I was kind of taken back by this whole thing. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, I love you too. And she's fumbling with the tickets and the tags and all, everything. And she finally gets it together and gives it to me. And I'm walking away. She's yelling out after me as I walk away. I love you. And this is like a scene here, folks, okay? Everyone's looking, and I'm like, I love you too. And I'm just, and I'm like, God, what, what is going on? What is going on? And Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. He says, when I walked up to that counter, when you walked up to that counter, I walked up with you. And when you walked up to that counter, she came under a visitation of my love. And she felt so much love. All She was beside herself. All she could say was, I love you. Because she felt so much love. Jehovah Shaka. <laughs> and I just, I, I just say this. Let's get so full of Jesus and so full of Holy Spirit that we shock people everywhere we go. So full of Him that we just shock people. With the kingdom. Shock them with joy. There's a lot of depressed people out there. They need joy. A lot of anxious people. They need peace. A lot of frustrated people. They need Jesus. So many anxieties out there and fears. You know, that they, they, they defined a new fear. There's a new social media phobia now. Yeah, I forget the exact name of it, but it's a phobia connected to social media where people, by being exposed to so much on social media, they have anxiety from social media. Praise the Lord. Other people have depression from social media. You know why? Because they look at everyone else's life and compare an Instagram snapshot to their full-length movie and... Sometimes the preview looks a whole lot better than the movie. How many know that? I mean, you know, please do not compare your life to someone's Instagram snapshot. Please. You're seeing a snapshot. You're not seeing them with bad breath and messy hair in the morning. Praise God. Amen? Come on now, look. You have to make a decision. If something, I just, I like to share this. It's going to help someone get a breakthrough tonight. If following someone on Instagram causes you discouragement, I give you permission to unfollow them. (laughs) 
Sometimes you need a detox. Sometimes you just need to step away and clear it all out and refocus back on Jesus, back on God and what his plan is for your life, what his blessing is on you and just refocus. Oh, praise the Lord. Everyone's going to go home now tonight and <laughs> defile, 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 defile. <laughs> Your life looks too perfect. Unfriend. No. <laughs> oh, praise God. <laughs> oh. That's a good word, ain't it? Come on. It's true. Get free. Get free. Free from false comparison. Free from focusing and giving so much energy to looking at other people's lives. Focus that energy on your own life. And do what God has called you to do. And celebrate. Celebrate. You know, every moment is so valuable. You know that, right? Every moment God gives us is so valuable. This moment here we have tonight is so valuable to God. It's time. Praise the Lord. It's time. It's time with him. It's time with each other. It's time to grow. It's time. And time is valuable. Once you spend it, you can't get it back. It's the one thing you cannot get a refund on. You cannot get a refund on time. Can I get a refund on that hour? No, you can't. You just spent it. One way or another, you spent it. So God wants us to spend wisely. He wants us to spend our time wisely. He wants us to redeem the time. Redeem our moments. You know what I did? This is just a little practical thing. I had to do this because I am on so much social media for the ministry. I set my phone. Apple phone has a, such a cool thing now. Screen time or something like that. You could set time limits on your phone. You know, limits are good. Boundaries are good to have in your life. They really are. I set boundaries on my social media apps for a certain amount of time. And once it hits that, it just locks it all down. Praise the Lord. So I do what I need to do on social media, locks it all down, and I'm free. Hallelujah. You should implement it because you'd be shocked. I was shocked. You think you're not spending any time on it, and all of a sudden, it's like the hours add up because it's in between everything else you're doing, but it all adds up. Okay. Praise the Lord. Write a book on that. Deliverance from Instagram. We're going to cast out the Instagram demon. Praise God. But you really are designed by God to carry him. And I want to show you something in scripture tonight that I pray revolutionizes the way you see it. How many have ever prayed for an open heaven? Right? And many times when we pray for an, I don't know if you're like me. But I was raised um, with a lot of teaching on spiritual warfare and battling through the second heaven to get to the third heaven. And to get an open heaven, you had to get through this demonic barrier in the second heaven, break through that, then the heavens open and God can come down with his presence. I don't know if you think of it like that, but for a lot of years, that's how I thought about it. You know, we're going to praise, we're going to pray, we're going to rebuke and bind and do whatever we need to do to clear the heavens and then the presence of God could come in. And I'm not saying that, I'm not negating the fact that there's a spirit realm and that at times there is spiritual warfare and hindrance in the realm of the spirit because I know all of that to be true. 
But I want to shift our concept of open heaven tonight. Because I believe if we get a Old Testament and New Testament paradigm of what an open heaven really is and what it looks like, just by shifting your understanding of it, you can shift your experience of it. And you can, you can shift your reality of it. So one of the first places I see this is Genesis 28. And in Genesis 28, verse 11 and verse 12, how many are familiar with Jacob's ladder? Okay, this is where Jacob goes to sleep, has a dream. And in his dream, he dreams in verse 12 of Genesis 28 that there is a ladder set up on the earth. Now, he's dreaming, he's asleep, so this is in his dream life. There's not a physical ladder there, but it's in his dream. So he sees this dream set up on the earth, this ladder set up on the earth in his dream. The top of it reached to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending. They were going up, and they were descending, coming down on it. So the bottom of the ladder was set up on the earth. The top of it reached heaven. Angels are going up, and they're coming down. And this is where we'll see in a few verses... This is one of the first places in the Bible where you see an open heaven. Uh, you could call it different things, a gateway, a portal. They use these, these words in here, and we'll get to it in a second. But he sees this ladder connecting heaven and earth. Basically, he sees it connecting heaven and earth. Jacob's ladder was a divine connector. It connected two dimensions together, heaven and earth. So the result of this divine connection of this ladder. I want you to see it because he dreams this dream of this ladder. And then right after that, I want you to see what happens. It says, Behold, the Lord stood over and beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac, and the God of Isaac. I will give to you and to your descendants the land on which you're lying. So he's lying and dreaming on this land where there is an open heaven, a gateway, a portal to heaven in the earth. And God promises him, I'm going to give you this land where you're lying. So one of the results of an open heaven is land and inheritance given to you by God. So when you understand open heaven and you understand this, there's a divine connection also to receiving land and receiving inheritance. It's one of the promises and really it's one of the results of an open heaven. Then it goes on to say, And your offspring will be countless as the dust or sand of the ground. And you will spread abroad to the west, east, north, and south. And by you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed and will bless themselves. So now he's talking about multiplication of descendants. Multiplication. Praise the Lord. Land, inheritance, and multiplication. All connected to this Jacob's ladder, this dream, this portal. That he sees in his dream. Then it goes on to say, and I'll be with you. I'm with you and will keep you. I'll watch over you. I will take care of you. That wherever you may go. And I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done all that I have told you. And Jacob awoke from his sleep. So these folks from Abraham, Jacob, and down. The descendants would become a blessing to the earth. They would be blessed, and they would become a blessing. And I think this is another, all of this connected to this dream that Jacob is having. A dream of land, a dream of inheritance, a dream of multiplication, a dream of descendants, and a dream of being a blessing 
to the world. And I believe all of these things are connected to the open heaven. How many would like all of these things in your life? How many would love to see supernatural inheritance released in your life or land released in your life or the kingdom of God or, or, or multiplication through your life or, or so much blessing that you can't contain it that God makes you a blessing to the world around you? Where you will be so blessed by God that you will be a blessing to everyone you come in contact with. I believe this. You know, I believe that we're in a season where God is going to anoint people with radical giving. I do. I remember, you know, there's a communion in giving. It's really a fascinating thing to experience communion with God through giving. It's fascinating because you can share the heart of the Father or He can share His heart with you in such a way that causes you to give, but it's under divine direction. I remember I was coming out of a meeting with Stephanie, my wife. We came out of the church service. We went to the parking lot, got into our driver's car. And as we're sitting in the back seat of the car, this little, sweet little old lady walks in front of the car. And when I see her, I hear the voice of the Father, and I, he- and I feel his heart for this lady. And God says to me, open up your wallet and give her everything in your wallet. And I said, okay. So I rolled down the window. Now she's halfway across the parking lot. And I scream out after this lady, come here, come here. And this this sweet little old lady walks back to the car. Stephanie now is reaching into her. She empties her wallet. We give her everything we had in our wallet. She has a revival meeting in the parking lot. I mean, she has a hallelujah praise chorus. I mean, she, thank you, Jesus. I mean, she's thanking Jesus. She's dancing. She's crying. She's like, thank you, Jesus. I built the faith. Thank you, Jesus. I was praying. I was believing God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And she's just getting touched by God. And so she is praising Jesus all the way back to her car. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And she's going back to her car. And the driver turns back and says to me, do you know who that is? I'm like, no, who is that? And he said, that is the pastor's mom. I didn't know that was the pastor's mom. But there was something that God just wanted to bless her. Come on now. God really loves to bless people. He loves to shock people. He loves to shock them. Whether it's with tangible love or finances or whatever. He just loves to shock people. Why? Because it reveals his nature to them. It reveals his heart to them. It shows to them, hey, I know you. I see you. I care about you. I'm going to move on someone's heart. To be the answer to your prayer. Or sometimes just to give a blessing just because. Just because God wants to. And there's something that I've experienced at times with giving like that where it's a communion with the heart of God. It's different than just, okay, I'll give. But it's a communion with the heart of God where you actually share a depth of God's heart deeper. It's in a, it's in a deep way. It's in a very deep way. So I believe that anointing is going to increase more and more on people. And God is going to make sure you have more than enough so that you can be a vessel that will release his provision for other people around you. Praise the Lord. So Jacob wakes up from his sleep. And he says, surely the Lord is in this place. I didn't know it. He was afraid and said, how to be feared and reverenced is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gateway to heaven. And that word gateway can also be translated portal. Gateway, door, portal, 
to heaven. This is a place where heaven and earth have connected together. And it's a beautiful thing to see all of these promises connected with this gateway, connected with this open heaven, connected with this, with this portal. But, you know, this was revealed to Jacob in a dream. And many things we see in the Old Testament are foreshadows and types of something to be fully realized in the New Testament or fully manifested in the New Testament. So now John 1.51 is an amazing scripture that makes reference back to Jacob's ladder. And I want you to see where and how it refers to Jacob's ladder in the New Testament. John 1.51, it says, Then he said to him, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you all, you shall, not, you shall see heaven opened. You shall see heaven opened. See, open heaven. You will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, talking about Jesus Christ, you will see heaven open, angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jacob's ladder was a foretelling of what would be revealed and fulfilled through the life of Jesus Christ. Right here, we see Jacob's ladder put where? We see it put right over Jesus. What does the Bible say about Jesus? It says that he, well, he said it himself. He says, I am the door. No man can come to the Father except through me. He's the door for the sheep to come in and out. Jesus. Now, I want you to see this in New Testament fulfillment. Jesus is the gateway, the portal, the door for the open heaven. Jacob saw the ladder. Now the ladder is over Jesus. Jesus becomes the door. Praise the Lord for that. We know Jesus, when he died and resurrected, went up, split the veil, put his blood on the mercy seat, made the way into the Holy of Holies. He made the open gateway for us to connect with heaven and with God. Now, we could stop right there and say, praise God, this is awesome. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the gateway for the open heaven. I get to experience an open heaven through Jesus. This is wonderful. I have access to the throne. But there's more than that. It doesn't stop there. Because now, when you advance through the New Testament and the teachings of Paul, Paul begins to develop a theology in the New Testament about Christ in me, the hope of glory. And you will see throughout the book of Ephesians, which is one of my favorite books of the Bible, constant reference in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. And what it means to be in Christ and what it looks like to be in Christ and where we are in Christ and how we are in Christ. And this whole identity as a new creation believer now in Christ. That we're new creations in Christ. And there's a whole other message I have on that, on how we are new creations in Christ. And it's a lot more than just a description. Being in Christ is not just a spiritual description of having faith in Jesus. There's a lot more to that revelation. But we see Galatians 2.20. It's probably one of the first scriptures I memorized as a believer. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I'm crucified with him. I don't live anymore. He lives in me. He is my identity. He is my life. He is my breath. He is 
my everything. He lives in me. Then Colossians 1.27 talks about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ being in you. So now let's, let's just kind of develop this a little more. So now Jacob dreamed of the ladder that connected two dimensions. In the New Testament, Jesus is the gateway to heaven. The ladder is over him. But now one step forward is that Christ is in us. Christ in you. So now if the ladder is over Jesus and Jesus is in you, guess what you're carrying around with you? You're carrying around Jacob's ladder because Christ is in you. And if you're carrying around Jacob's ladder, you are carrying around an open heaven. Come on now. You are not, you are not praying for an open heaven out here. You already have the open heaven on the inside of you and over you. Because Jesus and his rule and his reign and his presence is established on the inside of you. Wherever Jesus is, there is an open heaven. Wherever he is, there's an open heaven. He has total, complete authority over the enemy. 100%. Even to the place of when he died on the cross, he 100% made an open show of the enemy, stripped the enemy of his power and authority, made an open show of him, defeated him completely. Now, wherever Jesus is, there is that total victory, that total authority, and that total open heaven. Oh, praise the Lord. So what it means for you and me is that we're not just praying, oh, God, open the heaven over this church service or open the heaven over my... No, you got to get the revelation. The heavens are already opened, and they are opened within you. They are opened over you because Christ is in you. This is why Christians change the atmosphere. This is why there is a different atmosphere in you than in the world around you. You are in the world, but you're not of the world. Come on now. You live in this world, but you are not of the spirit of this world. You have a different spirit in you than the world spirit. You have a different atmosphere in you than the world. Totally different atmosphere. World can have a chaotic atmosphere, an angry atmosphere, a bitter atmosphere, whatever unclean atmosphere, whatever atmosphere is in the world, but you have a pristine, clean, peaceful, joyful, righteous, holy atmosphere in you. Because Christ is in you. Oh, hallelujah. Shakaravanda. So you start to renew your mind with truth. Christ is in me. I got an open heaven in me. Therefore, everywhere I go, the atmosphere will change. I'm not going to come under your atmosphere. You're going to come under my atmosphere. This is one of the decisions that I have made and that we have to make on a daily basis. Because you're going to interact with a lot of people. You're going to interact with a lot of situations, a lot of things. And you have to make an internal decision. I am not going to come under this atmosphere. I'm going to establish my own atmosphere. You have so much authority in the spirit that not only can you set the atmosphere within yourself, you can establish that same God atmosphere in your home, in your car, wherever you go. 100%. I've done it in my home. You could do it in your home. Your home could be a sanctuary. God never intended homes to be battlegrounds. He intended homes to be sanctuaries. Refuge. A place of refuge. That's what it's designed to be from God. So I go into my home, and I just did it again this week. I did it again. Go on my Instagram. You'll see me and Braden having a praise session in the morning. Put praise music on in my house. I'm teaching my baby. Start the day with praise. Exalt Jesus. 
come on, baby, lift your hands. And he started lifting his hands. I'm like, come on, baby, lift your hands. And he started lifting his hands up. 11 months old, lifting his hands in the kitchen. Praise God. And I'll put him on my shoulders. We'll blast the praise music and we'll dance around from room to room to room, inviting the Holy Spirit throughout the house. Throughout the whole house, we just invite the Holy Spirit and his presence, his joy, his peace, his righteousness. And I'm telling you, we have established an atmosphere of heaven in our home. People come into our home. As soon as they walk into the door, they're like, oh, I feel like I'm on vacation. It's true. They come into our house. They come under divine peace. They come under the presence of God. Because I have made a decree in the spirit. I've said, if anyone comes into this home, if they got a demon on them, that demon's staying outside. I've just made that declaration. You are not carrying anything into this house. And Jesus thing. you come into this home, you're going to get free. You're going to get healed. You're going to get delivered. You're going to get saved. You're not carrying anything into this home. And people come into our home and they just feel peaceful and joyful. And they feel so good. They feel refreshed. I feel it when I get home from ministry trips. Not every church is like this church. Some churches are battlegrounds. It's true. Sometimes I go to a church service and I feel like a punching bag in the spirit. You wouldn't think it, but it's true. Sometimes I come out of a weekend of meetings and I feel like I just went through World War III. I'm like, oh, praise God. That I get home and I walk through the front door of my house into my house and I instantly feel divine refreshing as I walk into my home. Oh, praise the Lord. I did this as a teenager. I was probably a little bit more radical then than I am now because I was really into anointing with oil. I was really into it. And my parents, they didn't know. They didn't know. But, you know, I learned about anointing with oil. And so I took a, I, I filled up a whole bottle of oil like this. And I anointed every window, every door, every wall in our home. I mean, I just anointed everything. I went down the whole hallway. It was so funny. Years later, I was out of the house. I had my own house. My mom is cleaning the house one day. And the sun comes in through the window and hits the hallway at just the right angle. And down the whole hallway wall, there's all these crosses on the wall. And she's like, what is that on the wall? And she's scrubbing it and scrubbing it and scrubbing it. And it won't come out because it's been there for like years. I mean, it's soaked into the wall. It's permanent. Everywhere through the whole house, crosses and oils and praise the Lord. I anointed our whole property. I took a big bottle of oil, walked around the whole property, anointed the whole property. You know, super soakers. They were great for neighbors' houses. Super soakers. If you've got a neighbor that needs God, you can stand on your property line and just anoint the whole side of their house. I mean, if you got, you know, some neighbors that are a little bit demonized, you know, just super soakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have like an anointing service in church with super soakers. It will just super soak everyone with anointing oil. <laughs> Oh, man. But, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not always live in the glory. And the first gift I got as a new believer, I was, I was saved at 14, 
filled with the Holy Spirit at 15. And the first gift of the Spirit of God was discern, discernment, discerning of spirits. So here I am as a, this teenager. No one, I mean, no one is there to kind of help me navigate this. The whole spirit world becomes really real to me. I feel everything because I'm an intuitive feeler by nature. So that gift just kind of amped up, and I started to feel everything. But for me, it, like, put me in this state of spiritual warfare where I was always feeling demons and fighting demons, and it was just horrible. I wrecked all of our family vacations. I did. I wrecked them all. I mean, because, you know, we'd be going into the mountains to a log cabin to just rest, and I'm in the backseat of the car saying, okay, when we drive into this mountain town, what is the principality of this region? <laughs> My parents are up there, la da 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 we're going on vacation. I'm like, what's the principality of this region? I'm going to tear it down on vacation. I'm going to set the whole region free. You know, and I'm like binding and loosening and discerning all of the sins of the region. And, 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 and my gift was real. I mean, I could really genuinely tap into that stuff. I totally could. But then it was always warfare. It was always fighting demons, feeling demons everywhere. And if there wasn't a demon there, I made it up. I mean, because everything had to be a demon. So... So, did I get it? Yes, I did. I got, I got a few more. Praise God. So, <laughs> I'm too close. So, then as I'm growing in this as a teenager, one day I'm in prayer and God speaks to me. And he says, you could either live in spiritual warfare or you can live in my glory. The choice is yours. And I'm like, Choice? I don't know. I had a choice in this. I thought this was my gift. I'm an intercessor. I do spiritual warfare. This is my life. I didn't know I had another option. And then God brought me through this amazing journey of worship where my vision of him got so big and my vision of the devil got so small. The enemy got totally disempowered. God got completely empowered. And I started to live a glory lifestyle where I would be more aware of him than the enemy. I'd be more aware of his presence than what the enemy was doing. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to tell you, it makes life a whole lot more fun. Much more enjoyable. Much more enjoyable. Ha. <laughs> Whoa, to walk into a room and to have so much of God on you that demons just flee. They just go. That's what you want. Not walking into a room and be like, oh. Oh, do you feel that oppression? Oh, it's so bad. It's so heavy. Oh, God. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh. I can't tell you the number of times I did that. Walked into a church service. Oh, God. Oh, so many demons in here, God. Oh. 
Sanctify all these people, God, please, please. (laughs) Now I walk in and I'm like, Holy Spirit, I love you. And all the demons are like, ah. And they got to flee. Oh, hallelujah. You start to understand open heaven is in you. That authority is in you. You're seated in heavenly places. Far above all power and principality. You are seated above those things. You rule and reign with Christ. You have authority. And that overflow from you can change people around you. It can extend their life. It could set people free. Even from sickness, premature death, those kind of things. I remember my, I'll tell you an example of where the discerning of spirits was a very good thing. I was in my house when I was growing up. I was probably... 20, 19, 20, and my grandmother lived with us, and she had congestive heart failure. And doctors said, send her home. She has one day left to live. And they basically said she's going to die within the next one or two days. So they send her home. She's in my room, in my bed. I'm like, Grandma, I love you, but you're not going to die in my bed. (laughs) Because then I will need... I will need deliverance and inner healing from trauma. So, (laughs) please. So, Grandma comes home, and I'm in one of the bedrooms. Grandma's here. My parents are there. It's 2 a.m. We wake up that night at 2 a.m. to this commotion in the house. I'm like, what is going on? So, I go into the room where my grandma is. My parents are sitting on the bed, they're crying. She's blue. She's dying right in front of us. And I'm like, Grandma. So I walk into the room. When I walk into the room, I instantly can smell the whole room smells like sulfur. And I turn to my parents. I say, do you smell that smell? And they couldn't smell it. They're like, no, we don't smell anything. I'm like, well, it smells like sulfur in this room. And I looked down at my grandmother, and I saw this black thing right on her chest. And this Holy Ghost Pentecostal anointing rose up in me. I'm talking about the old-time Pentecostal anointing with laying on her hands. And I jumped on top of my grandma in the bed. I mean, I jumped on top of her, laid my hands on her, and I rebuked her. I said, come out for her in Jesus' name. It's like a sandbox anointing. You know, this anointing rose up in me. And this thing popped off her chest and went and grew into a shadow like this big in the room. And it's standing there staring at me. And I'm like, get out of the room in Jesus' name. It walked stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Walks through the wall. I follow it. Get out of this room in Jesus' name. Walks through the kitchen wall out onto the front lawn. And I'm looking out the window and I see it on the lawn. And by this time, my patience was gone. And I'm like, go a million miles away wherever Jesus Christ sends you. And it was like a vacuum sucked it right up into the air, and it was gone. I ran upstairs to the room. My grandmother's lungs completely opened up. 
all the color came back into her face and God extended her life. God extended her life. So it's like, you get that revelation. Open heaven is in me. Christ rules and reigns. That open heaven that's over Jesus is over me. And wherever I go, I carry the atmosphere of heaven with me. And any other atmosphere has got to bow to it. Any other atmosphere, any activity of the enemy has to bow to the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. You are a releaser of resurrection power. You are a releaser of joy, a releaser of righteousness, a releaser of freedom, a releaser of the kingdom of God. That is who you are. Praise the Lord. That's who you are. You're dangerous. You are dangerous in the realm of the spirit. Dangerous. You're actually more dangerous than you realize. I wish you could see yourself how the enemy saw you. Sometimes I think the enemy sees us more clearly than we see ourselves. Because he sees in the realm of the spirit. You are dangerous in the realm of the spirit. Can I tell you a little insight? I know a lady who got saved. She got saved out of new age stuff. All of her friends are into crystal, psychic healing, astral projection, all that stuff. And she gets saved. She goes back to her friends who are into all this stuff. One of them could see auras around people, like the light around people. So this lady walks into the room, and the lady who could see auras, she goes like this. Oh! What happened to you? What do you mean? Well, I used to be able to see the aura around you. Now when I look at you, all I could see, you look red and fuzzy. You look red and fuzzy. I can't see you anymore. You just look red and fuzzy. You know what that was? That was the blood of Jesus. That's what that was. That was the blood of Jesus covering her. And that demon, when the demon was looking through that lady's eyes, the demon saw the blood of Jesus. And you got to know this tonight. You are covered and saturated under the blood of Jesus Christ. You are covered. You are overshadowed. You are blanketed in Christ. And the more you know who you are in Christ, the more power you walk in, the more authority you walk in, the more of God's presence you walk in, the more glory, the more freedom you walk in. But sometimes it's a process of renewing our minds with truth. So I'm speaking truth over you tonight. Truth of who you are. Truth of what you look like in the spirit realm. Truth of what's covering you. How the blood of Jesus covers you. Praise God. We used to go into leper colonies in India and hug the lepers and pray over all the lepers. And I remember people like, oh, leprosy is so contagious. Aren't you afraid to touch it? And I'm like, look, I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. If that leprosy tries to touch my skin, it's got to touch the blood first. And when it touches the blood, it dies. Praise the Lord. And I'm still here. Praise the Lord. Look, and you're still here. Come on now. You're still here. You got breath in you. You're still alive. You know what that means? The enemy hasn't won. Because if he had his way, he would have taken you out a long time ago. But you're still here. You've lived to tell the tale. Praise God. No matter what you've come through, you are still here.
Depression couldn't take you out. Anxiety couldn't take you out. Sin couldn't take you out. The enemy couldn't take you out. That person couldn't take you out. You are still here. And sometimes you got to get the ha anointing in you. The ha anointing. Ha. You know, I was in Hawaii once ministering. And this ha kept coming out of me. It was like from the Holy Spirit. I kept saying, ha, you know, this ha kept coming out of me. And a little Hawaiian lady comes up to me after service and she goes, aloha. (laughs) This cute little Hawaiian lady, aloha. And, And then she says, ha. She says, you know what ha means in the Hawaiian language? I'm like, no, what does it mean? She says, ha in Hawaiian means breath of life. And throughout the whole meeting, ha kept coming out of me. And as ha came out of me, the anointing would touch people. You see, you got to let a ha come out of you where the breath of life, the breath of the Holy Spirit rises up in you where you say ha right in the face of the enemy that no matter what he is doing, ha! Whoa! Ho! You got to let the ha, ha rise up out of you. Devil, you came at me, ha! Sickness, you came at me, ha! Depression, you came at me, ha! Anxiety, you tried to take me, ha! And you let that ha remind the enemy that he is 100% defeated. I mean, there's an, look, some of you got to shake some stuff off. You got to shake it off. Shake off anything, anything the enemy's trying to put on you and let a ha rise up out of you that establishes on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, praise God. The enemy's trying to hit relationships. Ha. The enemy's trying to divide your family. Ha. The enemy's trying to hit one of your kids. Ha. I mean, you just, you just start to declare the breakthrough power of God over that child, that marriage, that home, that job, that coworker, that boss, whatever it is. Ha. And I'm here to remind you to say ha. Because when you're home looking in the mirror, you want to go, whoo. So I'm here tonight to remind you, do not sit in that pity party and just go, oh, oh, God, my life stings, my job stings, my children stink, my marriage stings, oh, God, everything stinks. There's a heart on the inside of your spirit. You got to let that come out. Oh, shakarabanda. Shakarabanda. That is something that I pray in the spirit. It is a declaration of something. Shakarabanda. Sometimes it comes out when I'm preaching. I was in Korea preaching. And I was like, Shakarabanda. And the whole crowd of Koreans simultaneously shouts back at me, Shakarabanda. I mean, it was just like, it was like instant. 
It was awesome. I was like, Shakarabanda, Shakarabanda, the whole crowd in unison. It was amazing. It was amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, I don't know why they, they repeated it back, but it just hit them. Like, something in the spirit hit them, and they, at the same time, the whole crowd rose up. It was like, I mean, they repeated it perfectly. It was amazing. On earth, as it is in heaven. How many want your home full of the glory? That when you walk into your house, angels are just hanging out there. I mean, the glory's hanging out there. You walk into your room, and God is there. You walk into your kitchen, he's there. You're doing laundry, he's there. You're cooking, he's there. You're just, whatever, he's there. He's everywhere around you. Oh, hallelujah. I just declare over you tonight the fullness of God. That you are not going to lack any good thing. There is not going to be any want in your life. There's going to be no lack in your life. You are not going to lack health. You're not going to lack provision. You're not going to lack joy. You're not going to lack peace. You're not going to lack His righteousness. You are not going to lack in any way. You're going to have the fullness of God in every way in your life. Oh, Holy Spirit. God, I just thank you. Tonight is a night of breakthrough and victory. And Lord, in the realm of the Spirit, we establish this right now. We establish it in the realm of the Spirit. We say breakthrough and victory secured on every level, in every way, for every person here tonight. Whoa. Whoa. There's an anointing moving for you right now. Whoa. There's an anointing moving for you right now. Father, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Resurrection and refreshing over people tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, your presence overflowing people tonight. Your glory overflowing people tonight. Your kingdom manifesting on earth as it is in heaven tonight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I thank you for it, God. Oh, Lord, place your hand on people in this room tonight. Lord, just place your hand on people. Place your hand on them. Oh. We're going to invite the keyboardist or worship team. Whoever is here from the group, you might all be here. I just invite you guys to come. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, joy is a powerful thing. The joy is your strength.
joy in resurrection power. Oh, Jesus. Father, I pray tonight over each one here that they would walk in a sustained open heaven. Father, I pray tonight that you would bring each one to a place, Father, where within them, in them, and around them would be that sustained open heaven of what Christ has accomplished for them. As we were ending last year, coming into this year, I received an angelic visitation. I'm going to share about that, I believe, tomorrow night. And prophetically, a word God gave me about what's coming to the church. But the banner I see over tonight is a banner that the Lord is lifting up in the spirit. And I see a whole angelic army. And I see this head angel holding a banner, and it says victory on it. God is leading his people into triumph. He's leading his people into a place of great, great victory. And I see it like the worship leader who was dancing earlier in the service in one of those first songs. And I see right now, I just see this anointing where people are going to just be so caught up in this victorious breakthrough that they're just going to be rejoicing and dancing and leaping for joy. There's going to be a leaping for joy. Jesus. And there's a, a waterfall of the Holy Spirit that is going to wash away the warfare of your past season. Whoa, and totally restore you as if it never happened. Because this is the kind of restoration God releases. When He restores you, it's like it never happened. You're so new, so new. It's like, what? That, that just never even happened in my life. And I just feel, I see it in the realm of the Spirit right now, like a waterfall being released over people. And God is saying, I'm going to restore you as if it never happened. Receive, if that word is for you, just stand to your feet and just let the waterfall of heaven wash over you tonight. Whoa, just let it wash over you tonight. The restoring power of God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Father, not just as if it never happened, but sevenfold better. Sevenfold of what it was. Whoa. Whoa. Because when a thief is discovered, he's got to give back sevenfold, even if his whole house is plundered to repay. And Father, I thank you tonight for sevenfold restoration over people tonight.
that you are bringing forth a sevenfold restoration. Not just returning them to the original, but even sevenfold better than what they were or what it was. And Father, I thank you for it tonight. And I decree over each one here, God, a sevenfold supernatural restoration by the hand of God that will bring sevenfold blessing, sevenfold healing, sevenfold freedom, sevenfold joy, sevenfold breakthrough. an anointing coming on people right now. Whoa, there's a weight of his presence coming on people right now. Whoa, shoko robo shiki yaba shabando robo shaba kaba shabando bo kobo shiki yaba shabande shorobo shabando bo kobo shiki yabando bo shiki yabande be shobo kobo shiki yabande Shorobondo robo shiki yabandobo shabandobo kobo shabande. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, that's the weight of his glory. That's the weight of his glory. That's the weight. That's the weight. Whoa, that's the weight of his glory. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Corra, basha, bato, boko, bosha, bato, boko, bosha, kia, bate, begi, ya, basha. Father, I thank you for resurrection power going right through my sister's body tonight. Resurrection power from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, I decree resurrection power. Whoa. Flowing through her body, her mind, her heart, every part, every part. Whoa. Robo Shabate. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Shoba, Kia Bato Bo, Shia Baka Bando Bo, Shikia Bato Boko Bo. Oh, Father, more. More of your glory, Jesus. 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 More of your glory, God. More of your glory, God. There's a fresh, there's a fresh. There's a fresh visitation. Whoa. 
where God is going to walk into your home. Whoa, He's going to walk into your home. Robo bo 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 shiabate. Robo bo 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 shiabate. Ore bebe shiabato. Whoa. Oh, I see the Lord walking through people's homes. And I see him just taking stuff out. I just see him cleaning some stuff out. I see him clearing some stuff out. Oh, robo shabakabate. Robo shabate bekiyaba shabandobo. There's another wave. 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 There's another wave of the Holy Spirit coming into the room. Oh. glory coming in the room. Bones being healed, joints being healed, ligaments being healed, Jesus, arthritis being healed, Robo Shabande Thyroid Shorebe Shabato Shorebe Shabato Oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Bato, Boshi, Abate, 
Father, Father, I decree healing over the foot right now, healing in the feet. Right now, Lord, let healing come into the feet in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus you know I just really sense tonight God is imparting an open heaven tonight there's an impartation for an open heaven if you're hungry for that just come just come to the to the altar if you can if you can't get up, just stay in your seat because God's everywhere in the room right now. But if you're able to, you can come. An impartation of an open heaven, a, a clarity in the spirit, a clearness in the spirit realm where all things are cleared away and it's Jesus in you. your hands because God's imparting it to you right now. Oh God. Oh, all across this place, God. All across this place. Whoa, imparting. Imparting an open heaven. Whoa, imparting an open heaven. Imparting an open heaven. Imparting an open heaven. Imparting an open heaven imparting whoa an open heaven whoa whoa a new weight of the glory of God a new weight of his presence on you and going before you clearing the path clearing the way before you to you who fear my name the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings and you will go forth like a stall fed calf released leaping for joy leaping for joy the son of righteousness arises upon you 
with healing in his wings. Whoa. Oh, there it is. There it is. You will leap for joy. Oh, you will go forth and you will leap for joy. Oh, Robo Shabbate. Shabbatobo Kobo Shabbate. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, let's just worship. Let's just worship. Just worship Him. Just see Him. Just glorify Him. Sure, who can work with me as I pray? Thank you, Lord. Shut up, Thank you for the breakthrough of your glory. I thank you for the breakthrough of your joy. I thank you for the breakthrough of your anointing. 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Tonight, Lord, something shifts. Tonight, Father. Tonight, God. Tonight. 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 Whoa, tonight. Tonight. Heavenly glory. Heavenly glory. Whoa.
Father, over this whole side of the room right here, God. Oh, yes, we burn, burn, Let your glory burn, overshadow them, glory. God. With his messengers of fire. With healing and freedom and refreshing. Oh, so we burn, burn, burn. Father, I thank you for the open heaven inside of each person here where Jesus rules and reigns. I thank you for the open heaven they carry. And I pray from this night forward, you would go before them, clearing out every obstacle, releasing breakthrough. And your presence that makes all things new. Restoration as if it never happened. In the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, in the name of Jesus.
we just continue to allow the Holy Spirit to minister. We have two teams tonight, prophetic teams that are going to be or that are here tonight. And uh, Andrea is here, and uh, just to be here to pray with you, minister, just to just to speak, maybe just an encouragement from the Lord over you. So if you're here and you, you go, man, I would really like that. I would really like to to have a prophetic word spoken over me. So I don't know. Just want to put them on either end here, honey. Okay. So we'll have a team over here, a team over here. Uh, if you would like to be ministered to, Andrea's right here. You can go to her and just say, listen, man, I want to be prayed for. We'll have other people here just to, to pray with you and pray for you. Wow. Anything else? That's awesome. I just want to speak over you that you're going to walk in a continual open heaven in your life and in your family. In the name of Jesus, not just you, but your children, children's children, that it will be generational over your house. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I encourage you to, if you have not gotten prayer, want more prophetic prayer, please come and get it. I'm going to be out at my table. If you want to stop by there before you leave tonight, amen. All right. Don't forget tomorrow night at the dwelling place, 6 o'clock, another dose of the Holy Ghost. It's Sunday morning here, okay, at 10 o'clock. All right.